So we began yesterday the topic uh, in uh, as far as competition is concerned that there's an Isra called Animahapich Bukharara that somebody <laughs> that somebody is trying to uh, is pursuing something to acquire or to uh, to rent something and somebody else gets in the way and interferes and ends up making the Kenyan for themselves and the Chazal say that the person who plays interference over there is called a Rasha. So now we continue that topic. Some people say, that the only time we would actually refer to a person as a Rasha for doing this interference is is only when we're talking about a purchase or a rental. Because we say to the person who interfered, he says, why are you getting in between these two people who are about to finish a transaction? Go buy another house, go ahead and rent another office space. You, there's plenty of uh, uh, availability for you to go ahead and take somewhere else. So why do you have to go ahead and take this guy's where he's put in so much effort? But that rationale doesn't apply in the event that what the person was trying to acquire is a lost object, where you can't say, well, just find another lost object because lost objects aren't readily available like that. Or a person is trying to acquire something from Hefker. Or the person is about to acquire something which is incredibly cheap. Somebody's just looking to dump uh, their, uh, their valuable objects, so they're selling it for very cheap. And nobody else with you, it's unlikely you'd be able to find it in the, in, uh, at that price. In such a case, this opinion maintains that the one who plays interference is not called a Rasha. Because we can't say to the person, go ahead and find it somewhere else, because there isn't something else to go ahead and find. And there's a discussion in the postgame, he doesn't mention it over here, there's a discussion in the postgame with regards to real estate. That in some neighborhoods, that as quickly as houses go to, uh, to market, so they're already sold up and people are paying above the, uh, the asking price. So in those uh, circumstances, we can't say to the buyer, why are you interfering in buying this property? Why not just buy another property? There aren't other properties like this which are available. This is the only one which meets my needs, the only one in the neighborhood, the only one which is available. And some people say, some postgame are of the opinion that the prohibition would not pl- apply under those circumstances. But, some people say it doesn't make a difference whether or not uh, it's uh, by a metziah, by a lost object, that the concept of ani mahapech b'charara applies or not. And halachically, we pass like the first opinion that says that when it's an unusual purchase, it's unusually cheap, or you're acquiring some, something from Hefker, that the prohibition of ani mahapech b'charara does not apply. However, the Shulchan HaRav brings down that some Somebody who is a Baal Nefesh, somebody who is particularly conscientious in terms of their mitzvah observance, so they will go ahead and they'll be machmer and they will, uh, they will avoid it altogether. Now, here's an important uh, element of this. This we were talking about a little bit yesterday. This prohibition applies specifically in the event that the buyer and seller already negotiated terms what the sale price is going to be. They just didn't make the Kenyan yet. All they needed to do was just come up, like we talked about yesterday, come up with the cash, so you can go ahead and you can exchange the cash for the, uh, for the car. So at that point, if one interferes, that's what we call But in the event that the two parties are still negotiating and they hadn't reached an agreed-upon price, and one is still asking for 
you know, $12,000 and the other is offering only $10,000, so they're relatively far apart. Then it would be permitted for somebody to come in and say, you know what, I'll offer you 11, because they didn't read. Because we don't say, it's an interesting perspective, that the whole point of this halacha is to do what's right and what's, what's good. So what's right and what's good is not to interfere with the potential buyer. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to interfere with the potential buyer if that's going to be to the detriment of the seller. Because why shouldn't the seller be able to get a higher price if that's something which, uh, which is available? So we're trying to dance around, we're trying to balance the interests of the buyer, the interests of the seller, all of those are different things. And the, usually we say that as long as they have not reached terms yet in terms of what the, uh, the, uh, the details of the deal are going to be, it would be permitted for somebody else to come in and offer a higher, uh, a higher amount, see if he could go ahead and he could uh, negotiate Negotiate a, uh, a final price. Yeah. Would the same thing apply to Kedushin? <laughs> it could be, yes. I'm not sure how much better terms there are, but okay. Yeah. Can you say go find yourself another way? Um, you want this one? Excellent, yeah, next one. Why isn't the seller also a Russian? The seller agreed to sell it. No, the seller does not become a Russian. It's, all, it's only the person who plays the interference. But he's going back on you? Uh, yeah, the, he, he, he may have a different issue in terms of Mechus Ramana. Uh, that may be a different uh, set of halachas, but this one, this is more severe. Being Mechus Ramana isn't as bad as being Anim Hapech Bukhar, who is actually called a Russia. Chananabana Kashim, Azukash Borchal Zakos, Israel, Fika Chibalam Torah Mitzos, Shinema Rechafitz Mansitko, Yagdut